at Fox News, I would get up and take two Adderall at like 4.30 in the morning and get on my little mini elliptical in New York City and look for story ideas. <laughs> and that would be after I'd be up all night partying. So I was definitely not my best self. When I was interventioned, even though I was in a crazy hangover, I knew in that moment that I deserved more for my life. I knew that I had more to offer this world, and I knew it would be the best decision that I would make. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I am here today with a powerhouse. Courtney Friel has been in the entertainment world. She is a news correspondent. She's worked for Fox. She's on KTLA. But this woman has really caught my eye. First of all, we met on Instagram and I started to watch her creep on her, if you will, <laughs> And what I love most about her is she is radically authentic. This woman shows up glamorous because that's who she is. She's unapologetic and she's even gone so far to use her life in service. And this touches my soul so much because she has bared all to serve other people. And what I mean by this is she shares how she used to live a double life. And we're going to get into that today, but she shares about this in her book, Tonight at 10, Kicking Booze and Breaking News, where she talks all about her journey to being a correspondent, to things that happened along the way, to her living a double life, her addiction to alcohol, Adderall, cocaine, you name it. And now she's truly living a life of service. And that is why she is here today. So welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much for having me. Yeah. And all of those things you mentioned, I feel like wouldn't have happened if I didn't get sober. And believe it or not, in two weeks, I'll have 14 years. So oh my, was the best decision God. I could make for myself. And I hold my sobriety near and dear to my heart. And I try to help out others where I can. And that was in the yeah. book, which is now three years old. Yeah. I, I mean, I just love it. And I love and I can tell right away when I started diving into you, who you are. I'm like, she's just raw and real. I keep it real. Yeah. You keep it real. My last name comes in handy. Oh, so good. But you weren't always that way. No. Yeah. I was trying to get you to do cocaine with me. Oh That's... <laughs> I was a bad influence. I did always know what I wanted to do professionally. And thankfully, I've had a 20 plus year career now in the news business. So from third grade on, I was working in the TV studios on the wow. newspapers, doing every internship and opportunity that I could possibly do. And I at 15, that's when I started drinking and drugging. And I, I always say I had a 15 year party career. And look, my 
bottom could have been a lot lower. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do have a higher bottom. I, I thankfully like didn't get any into any legal trouble, but I certainly could have overdosed. I could have lost my job. I could have lost my marriage. And I just love being sober. And that's why I try to share the message about how I did it and how you can still have fun oh, yeah. being sober. Because a lot of people judge it and think you're like a Debbie Downer. Oh, gosh, not at all. <laughs> you know, it, it really speaks to me a lot. We, we say we, me, my partner, we hardly drink at all. Maybe once, twice a month. And people are always like, is, is there a thing? And I'm like, no, I just... We just like to feel good. We like to be mentally clear. Right? Not hungover and productive. Yep. That was when I first got sober. I couldn't believe how many hours of the day I had to kind of be with myself because I spent so many hours numbed out, hungover, just messed up, not present. And so when that goes away, you're available to have real interactions and do other things like learn a new language or take a class or book fun trips that you're going to remember. Right. Not to mention how much better your skin's going to look. Right. Aging, all that, which we got to get into that. Yes, yes. But here's here's what I think about, though, because you were the youngest person correspondent, 26 years old. Mm -hmm. To get hired at Fox News. What the heck? (laughs) So my mind is going, how in the heck do you keep this level of intelligence, put yourself together, land these jobs when you're struggling with this on the side? So at Fox News, I would get up and take two Adderall at like 4.30 in the morning and get on my little mini elliptical in New York City and look for story ideas. (laughs) And that would be after I'd be up all night partying. So I was definitely not my best self. When yeah. I when I got sober, that's when things really started to change. And then when I introduced meditation into my life five years into being sober, I got taken to another level of conscious and mm-hmm. just chilled out even more. So I'm very like mellow and I don't want any highs or lows or drama. And some yeah. people might look at that as a boring life, but I don't care. It's it's easy breezy. <laughs> oh, it's the best life. That's how yeah. that's how I live. It, oh my gosh. Okay, so New York City. So how long were you there? I was there five years, and two and a half years in was when everything kind of hit the fan, and I ended up with seven people surrounding my bed, giving me an intervention. And I always say New York is a great place to get sober, but it also takes a lot of people down because. The bars were open till 4 a.m. Right. And before there was Uber or Lyft, I was so excited to move to New York and you could take taxi cabs everywhere. You didn't have to worry about drinking and driving. And then also, I feel like the the shrinks or psychiatrists in New York, you pay them in cash. So they'll just write you prescriptions like candies. Mm-hmm. For, so I would take Ambien you know, to go to bed because I'd have to get up and do the morning show. Then I would need the Adderall to wake up. And then I'd get, if I have any anxiety, which I felt like I always was going to have some sort of anxious moment, I right. had my Xanax on me. And then once I got sober, it's so crazy how the level of anxiety just went away. And things like flying, for example, I'd always have to be drunk or on Xanax to to fly. And now it's funny, I never feel like closer to God than when I'm in a plane and take off and I 
my blood pressure isn't even raised or my heartbeat. Like I'm just like, oh, we just took off. Like that is so powerful oh my gosh. how you can have that shift. And it was all because I don't have those chemicals in my brain. And I am a daily meditator since like 2015. So that that's helpful too with, with anxiety if you're, if oh, you're wondering yeah. what you can do naturally to calm yourself and calm your anxiety. Oh my gosh. It's, it helps immensely. And, and prayer as well. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a daily yeah. prayer person. I, uh, I have a little ritual. Yeah. Tell. So God gets to see me naked because yeah. I put my towel down outside the shower and I get down on my knees before I get in the shower. And even if it's like a quick thing, if I'm in a rush, that's when I have my prayer time and throughout the day, of course. Yeah. But that's just like, I don't get in the shower without getting down on my knees before. No, I get th- in no, the this shower. is so, this is so good. I love that because it's like a physical thing you're mm-hmm. doing. And it's like those little triggers of, okay, like the shower's on, get down on your knees. I think that's so beautiful because right. I'm always trying to like, put habits in and build habits in where I'm actually going to do them. So there's something so... You can try it out. Yeah, I'm going to. I grab the towel so, you know, don't hurt the knees. Sit on the knees. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But she wasn't always praying before the shower. So like... Right. Well, I did grow up. So my parents took me to Presbyterian Church every single Sunday through high school. And then I would always come back here and there, but usually it would be if something was Mm. challenging in my life. That's, Mm -hmm. that's when you do the work, right? When things are bad, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the horrible things that have happened. And I don't mean horrible because two of the most vulnerable times in my life were getting sober and getting divorced. And Mm -hmm. it was so much like uncomfortableness, painfulness, um, sadness, but that those times made me do the work. And now I'm so grateful. I would say those are the two best things I ever did for myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I always say you can either be broken or broken open. And it's like when you have those moments, it's like, it's time to lean in and heal. And and then that's where you're going to elevate. Oh my God. So many people won't do the work, which is just baffling to me, but they won't. You got to lean in. And so, okay. So you were married. So when did you get married? So I feel like, oh my gosh, you started when you were 26, but you got, you had trouble. I met my first husband and he is the father of my two children. Yes. We met when I was interning at NBC in San Diego. And that was in 2002, got married in 2005 moved to New York in 2007 to work at Fox and then got sober in 2009. So 090909 is my sobriety date, which I did not plan and definitely do not want to mess up because it's a pretty cool date. That's a really cool date. Did he have any idea something was going on? I mean, look, I think people like party alongside you, you know, so some right. of the partying that I did is like a rite of passage. But I do think once I was about to turn 30, it's like, is it really cool to be like dancing, like almost topless, like on a bar? Like, I was so afraid that I was going to get in trouble buying Coke from some shady dealer and lose my mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything just happened the way it was supposed to, because would I have gone to rehab if I hadn't been in that intervention? I don't I don't know. And would I have gotten sober if I didn't go to rehab? I right. think it's very necessary for people to go to rehab because so much of their life is disrupted that 
you know, it was like my work knew and everybody else kind of knew. So it almost holds you accountable right. more. But did they know before rehab? Like, did people at work know? I When I went there, I had some of my bosses tell me, you know, your reputation is that of a party girl. <laughs> I love to party. Uh-huh. She's the fun one. I, 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 But I wasn't always that way because when I was younger, before alcohol, I was very shy and I was bullied and I didn't know how to stand up for myself because I was like, well, Jesus turns the other cheek yeah. and success is the best revenge. That was kind of my motto. And because of that, I didn't, I didn't like confront the bullies, which now I know you must do. Mm. And so then they just dug in harder and I internalized it. And where I were the bullies? Why people like like in they were everywhere. It was like, it was in church youth group even. Like girls always you're loved pretty? to gang up on me. And because I didn't do anything back, they wanted to bug me even more. Well, I should have just shut them down. So now I tell my 11-year-old daughter, I'm like, you got to just stand up for yourself. Yes, you do. Do you think it's because you're pretty? Or why would... Why would, why would I, I'm sure there was a level of jealousy. I was yeah. also on the school TV the whole time as well. So, so you've always been outgoing. Well, no, no, no. So then I was shy. But then when I started drinking at 15, that's when I really came out of my shell. And I became this fun, funny, uh, outgoing person who suddenly had all these party people to hang out with. Uh, but it also made me be like, well, I don't care about those bullies because it just like numbed yeah, out that it, that feeling. And I was like, F you, you know? So it's like your alter ego. Like you had two sides of you. But now I am that outgoing, fun person yeah. without the alcohol. That makes sense. Why, how, why do you think that is? I don't know. I think that – I think when I first got sober, it was like, how do I dance at this wedding sober? It took a little adjustment. Yeah. It was like Groundhog's Day, as I mentioned. I, yeah. I just didn't really know what to do with all my time. I was so worried about what other people thought about me not drinking, which now I know – the only people who are really going to have a problem with it are those that have a problem with alcohol That's themselves. right. That's because right. as a sober person, you subconsciously or, you know, you don't mean to do it, but you hold up a mirror to other people and people will see their problems in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which then when you're dating is a whole... <laughs> Yeah, separate issue. But my my second husband <laughs> has he's coming up on twenty two years sober, which is this is so beautiful. Okay, it is it really it, is. so? Okay, hold on. <laughs> so you so you go to rehab. How mm-hmm. how long is rehab? Rehab was twenty eight days, and then I did outpatient for three months. And okay, I did all the things they told me to do. I was like legally blonde, goes to rehab, sitting in the front of the class taking notes and there were 12 tw- all the 12 step programs yeah. and all of those those uh things i did therapy i did couples therapy i mean i did the work you did the work mm-hmm. why what made you do the work cuz i i feel like some people like they they go in they right. go out they nobody go in wants, yeah nobody wants to do the work and i just when I was interventioned, even though I was in a crazy hangover, I knew in that moment that I deserved more for my life. I knew that I had more to offer this world, and I knew it would be the best decision that I would make. And I just kind of surrendered and was like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm in rehab. And okay, they're telling me to do this. I guess I'll do this. And then I just listened to what they did. And and it's 
I mean, as we like to say, like, keep coming back. If you just, if you just continue to show up, the more time I got, then it was like, oh, you know what? I'm actually a badass that I got through that situation without drinking. Uh I'm living life on life's terms. Yes. And then also something that was helpful was that I, at eight months sober, I got pregnant with my son. And then pretty much right after I had my son, I was pregnant with my daughter. So a lot of my early sobriety was, hey, I couldn't drink even if I wanted to because I'm growing this human. And then once the kids are there, so my my, um, son is 12, my daughter is 11. Once you have them... Like, oh my God, I don't even know how I could be hung over. Totally. And have kids be like, mommy, mommy, mommy. Like, so yeah. it's so wonderful knowing that my children have never seen their mother under the influence. I've been 100% present and they know like, okay, mommy's going to celebrate her 14th birthday without alcohol. So do you guys talk about it? Yeah. Oh yeah. So cool. Yeah. We have a lot of sober friends. We've a lot of not sober yeah. friends and that's fine. I mean, the only people I really had to cut out of my life were like the the crazy party people. And to be honest, they weren't all that interesting anyways yeah. when I got sober. And oh, they're not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. So when you went to rehab, did you did you just have to take a pause from working? Like, did you yes. tell the net? Yeah, my it- agent called Fox and they were really happy that I was being proactive about it. Certainly they didn't want to have it be the other way around, having some scandal and then that person has mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have my my BlackBerry at the time. I had yeah. to hand that over. So I had no email or phone or anything for 28 days. So then did you just come back and pick up? Uh, well, then I was doing like the outpatient. So it was like for the first month, it was three nights a week for three hours. The second month, it was two nights a week for three hours. And the third month, it was... Um, yeah, one night a week for three hours. Okay. And insurance paid for most of it. So yeah. I'm grateful for that. Oh and my. well, that's the other thing too. My rehab that I went to was really expensive. And while like insurance helped, I'm so I'm such a frugal person mm-hmm. that I want to get my money's worth. Totally. So I was like, all right, I'm at least doing this for a year. Like yeah. everybody knows. So mm-hmm. oh wow. <laughs> and then I just loved the the side effects, you could say, of being sober. Yeah. And I started to notice so much more because I was just I was just a hot mess and I, I was all about me. I cared about the most superficial things. And now I've been able to become like a deep, evolved person. Yeah. It's who so- shows up for people in my life. It's so that's so beautiful. It it really is. And you can you really get to like feel, see, hear all the gifts God has given you when you're yes. fully conscious. Oh gosh, yes. When you're a fully conscious person. And I, you know, I was thinking about this as I was going through your book and just kind of looking at your career. And I'm like, wow. It I think like I am an empath. And oh, you know, same. okay. So I'm like, how does she report on this stuff? Like how right. I'm like, you know, I go speak at an event and then I go in the lobby and I hear people, you know, speak on transformation and 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 I get like, you know, a little drained, right? And, right. Because it's just you feel so deep and and mm. I'm like, how how do how do you do that? How do you report on this stuff like day by day? Yeah. Or have you learned how to like it's, let it flow? It's really tough. So I have tools in my toolbox yeah. to not come home and want to drink. Uh of late the past few years, what I do when I have any sort of negative emotion, or even if it's just like a, 
I'm bored or uncomfortable feeling. I set my phone timer for 20 minutes and I have journals all over the place and I just rage on the page as I call it. And I start out with what are my emotions? Like I hate my boss or like I, I hate that I got scammed or I don't like that interaction or I feel this way and that sucks. And then I will say, okay, what am I learning from this experience? What is my part in this situation? What do I want out of this situation? And then I always bring it back to gratitude Mm. and just thankful for all the things in my life. But it's good to get that emotional vomit out on the page so that you're not internalizing it and causing cancer or pain in your body. Oh my gosh, 100%. These tools these that you learned, did you learn them in AA? Did you learn? Um, well, recovery? no, the, the, the journaling happened because I also am a chronic pain sufferer. So for six years now, I have a, I've had a headache, which is a whole other topic. <sighs> and it could be my next book, Living with Chronic Pain as well. Um, and that's another comp- complicated thing with being sober. Cause it's not like I could just like take a bunch of pain pills and, right. and numb out, numb but, and out. but those don't, those don't help anyways, right. because I, I dealt with this earlier in my life and I was taking all of those, those pills. I was, uh, it was when I was in college, I was going, I was at San Diego state and I would go to Tijuana, Mexico and I would just like hang out with this pharmacist. And I'd come back over the border with like, a hundred Vicodin in this bra, a hundred like Oxycontin or whatever in this bra or in this side. And and then, um, but that didn't stop the pain. So I just kind of have to like cultivate a relationship with my pain. And, mm-hmm. But I'll definitely journal like, this sucks. This is not fair. And But I listened to a book, um, it was by Dr. John Sarno, it was the mind-body prescription. Mm-hmm. And that was all about journaling and going back through your life and like dissecting any trauma or things. And even your in your daily life, like whether it's traffic, like sub, you know, subconsciously, we have a lot of things we could be angry about, even if consciously we're not. Right. Upset oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Do you believe in therapy? Yeah. Oh yes. 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 Yeah. So good. I do therapy on zoom. Okay. Every now and then. I'm a huge self-help person. Like you should yeah. see my Audible list. I've got so many self-help books. And I think once, you, once you've been doing it for so many years, like you have a lot of tools in your toolbox and a lot of the things are kind of repetitive. Yeah. Like people say the same things, but then I just take a little gem here. Totally. Take a little gem there. Like I listened to um, Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, just yeah. recently. And he's like, check your ego or the universe will. I love, like, I love, like, learning mm-hmm. little sayings here yeah. and there. Oh, gosh, so do I. I just, like, pull them out when I need to, and it's like, here we go. They're your little, like, I, well, I, I put on the armor of God every day, and I just, like, you know, just to protect myself, right. my mindset, all that. Uh, but I want to touch on ego, because you're a powerhouse, and, <laughs> and like... You called me a legend earlier. I'm like, no, legend equals old. <laughs> honey, you've done... It's not just Fox. It's not... It, it, there's a... I've been around the block Her now. career. <laughs> you've even been in film. Yeah. You've, I'm very typecast. I do news you've been on reporter e, and anchor I mean, positions in TV and multifaceted. No, you gotta, oh, you gotta be a certain you. kind of person to be able to do all that stuff. Yeah, you do. Like, just take it. And okay, then poker, thank you. poker thank as thank well. You. Who the heck, frick, <laughs> poker, right? You've oh, done that was that was a random one, but okay. I at least got to travel around the world. But that this year. is so cool. I'm not a. I'm not into sports. Yeah, <laughs> or okay. gambling. <laughs> well, oh, the the thing that I was wondering is like about 
ego. So like being in the public world, being, you're so beautiful, you're exquisite, you know, it's like, but, but I can feel like even here, like your heart. And like, I know even from the work you're doing, it's like you serve and, you know, but does it like being in the public world? And I want to talk about you and, and your husband and, and he's prolific as well. The work he does, like, how do you humble yourself? Well, you like- I, I don't really think that I have changed I mean, except for getting sober and the self-help. Like, yeah. what I mean is I, I think I'm the same person that I've kind of always been. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't think that I'm better than anyone else. Yeah. I treat everyone the same. And people will say that about me at yes. ATLA. Like, the photographers will be like, she literally talks to, like, I. they're like, I see how she treats every single person. Like, I'm not, like, a manipulator. Like, ooh, I can get some something from that person. Like, yeah. that's just not my nature. I mean, I really do just try to be compassionate and try to – understand what people are going through. And that's how meditation helps too. Like if some sort of like, you know, thing on the road, like a, not a road rage situation. Yeah. I'm not like a road rage, like kind I'm of not gal. like a super aggressive driver, uh-huh. but like if, if, you right. know, I remember one time I was pulling out like to cross over and the person who was coming this way didn't like that. And literally like told me to roll down my window and was like, you're a crazy, stupid bitch driver. Like, and and because I'm I mean that would have ruined me all day long. Like I would have thought about that all day if I didn't meditate. And I was literally like, Oh, thank you, God bless you. Have a great day. And then like I drove away and and, and it's yeah. amazing how meditation just really just makes you not yeah. ruminate on stuff. Right. It really doesn't. For and the- then for when I do, that's when I take to the journal. And I once I'm I don't ever go back and read it. I I sometimes rip, if I'm doing it at work, I'll sometimes rip it up or like burn mm. it or whatnot. But once I'm done the journal, I just throw the journal away. Mm, so good. Do you have standards around like social media or media in general? Oh, I wish I could be off of it all. But yeah. I, I feel like in my business, you kind of always have to be having yeah. a base and because then who knows what the next job would be if they want to see that you have followers, that type of thing. Plus, yeah. I, I have always been I, – I joke that I have the freeality show, the freel reality show because I'm – I'm happy to share everything that's yeah. going on, even if yeah. it's an ailment in my body yeah. or whatever. Well, like, this is what I, I, don't, I don't really like. I'm not like I'm not like a like oh a private person. No, I don't want to business. I'm like whatever. But this is this what is this I is what I love. You like it or you don't, Courtney. This is what I really <laughs> love about you because there's some people that you see on TV or in your position and I just want to like push them over. And I mean that in the, <laughs> I just want to mess up their hair. It's like, right. You know, and, and you're just so raw and it's hot and it's beautiful. And it's like, <laughs> Oh God. Cause when someone's themselves, it gives other people permission. It's okay. like, Oh, it's like my nervous system just relax around people like you. It's just, I, I want to be around people that are self-assured and they're just raw. And it's, 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 I think to you, it's like, just cause it's who you are. You don't even realize that what a, oh. what a gift it is, but I teach personal branding and I'm like, you are the brand. It's not, I'm at Fox or I'm an author. It's a part of what you do, but it's, it's not your full identity. Right. It's so funny. Cause I feel like I, always do identify that way or, or people tell me I have a brand, but I'm like, well, what do, what exactly do you do? Oh girl, I you do are the brand. Do with that exactly. You, and what I mean by this, and I'll and, and everyone listening right now, you'll check out Courtney and you'll see she's the perfect example because 
yes, she's a correspondent and does these things and she's a mom and a wife. And, but you see like you're into fashion. You're so freaking adorable. Like your outfits, she'll talk about Real that. Look. Yeah. Freel your, okay. She's even got a saying for it. Right. Um, the stuff you share, like even with the, with the Barbie movie uh-huh. and it's like, you're just a glam girl and you're, and again, you're sharing though, the low points you're sharing about the headache, you're sharing the realness and it, and it really is, what it's done is you look at someone like Courtney and you're like, oh my gosh, I could do so much with her. Like even from a business perspective, it's like there's an endless opportunities when somebody is just has this great personal brand. And this is what we'll I have try to, to talk about that afterwards. Oh yeah. My agent. <laughs> yes. But I try, we teach people this oh, like, good. cause people get so stuck in like, I'm a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. I'm this, I'm right. that. And it's like, no, you are the brand. You know, it's funny, though, because like the news business, for example, it's like they're they're the brand. The station is the brand. They don't want certain people to be having their own brand. Yeah. So that's so like, how is that? And been? then that's like also when you're in news, like I, you know, I can't really be doing all like the promotion of other things like paid anyways. I can do the fashion stuff, but there's there's lines that aren't yeah. supposed to be crossed. So it's, yeah. And, yeah. and, um, for now I'm still working in news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. I always that. say it's the abusive husband. I can't leave because I, yeah, I just, I've tried other things over this past year. So, um, because of the, the chronic headaches and also working 20 years on weekends, I realized that I didn't want to miss out on any more key years of my children's life because I was reading about hit and runs for 10 hours every weekend. Like I just didn't need to be working every weekend. And so I had to step back to go freelance. And um, that's kind of been challenging for me because I've I've worked full time my whole career. And so I'm like, you know, and I'm an addict. So it's like all or nothing. It it just puts me in a very uncomfortable space. So it's been almost a year that I've that I've been in the freelance position and I still don't feel comfortable with it. And that's why now I'm like, okay, I'm going to energetically just like relax a little Mm -hmm. bit more. And I, I, my, my sister wife, as I call her, my, um, ex-husband's wife okay also works with me at ktla wow. the stepmom to my two children wow. we're really tight she wants to write a book about co-parenting because we have like such a great relationship that's we all cool. go on vacation together we wear like matching christmas pajamas because it's for the kids that's yeah. the point so we're exploring doing a, a book proposal for that and then also the the chronic pain book so you know, yeah. just got a lot of things. But oh, I think the point that I was starting to say before I went on the tangent is that like, while I've dabbled in other things, like the thing that still really gets me like that gets my like, you know, gets me up in the morning mm-hmm. is like that performing uh, and telling the stories like I I do enjoy doing it. I don't love all aspects like standing out in right. the rain, right. or covering, you know, a murder and asking someone how they feel that their kid was just shot like that's horrible. But being in the studio, and now I'm doing a little more entertainment reporting as well, like that, that's still fun and enjoyable. Yeah. And it's it's still how I make the money. Like, yeah. I feel like people who, you know, everyone can have a brand, but how exactly like do you monetize? That? Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> and you've got to have you've got to have stuff. All of us, Listen, all of us do stuff we don't 
love. There's there's components of our co- companies and businesses and right. lives that we love, but there's components where you're like, oh gosh, I really don't like this. And the right? grass is always greener. Yeah, that's right. And I, I, I mean, the grass isn't always greener. Sorry, you. The grass is greener, greener when you, you water, water the grass. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> water that you got to fertilize that thing. And you know, um, I, I there was a comment on one year post, and, and they said you look so happy. Someone wrote like, you look so happy now that you're down to a couple of days a week. I thought I thought that was an interesting, more relaxed, yeah, more relaxed. They you said. did a deep dive. Yeah. If you were in the comments. Section. Oh, hun- well, honey, <laughs> yeah. I'm just you know I want yeah really like it's important to me you know especially who who I enter like it's like a real right. like I want to and have yeah, you I here. Appreciate you uh, thinking that I have the the it factor to be on. The oh, show. You, you you are what what do you think your it factor is? I'm gonna ask you that. I think it's just keeping it real. Most people can't be that comfortable sharing details about themselves or personal struggles. And I, I, I try, try to just like treat everyone as I would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a girl's girl. Like you I, are, I'm, girl's I'm girl. rooting for you, for your yes. show. Yeah. I, I want everyone to succeed. And, and I also think like over the years, um, I've learned that there's enough room for everyone. Um, as far as like, we all, we Abundance. all can succeed. And, and I think, uh, one of I've read this book or I read an article about like the 20 traits of mentally stable people. And the one thing was that I had like the hardest time with was, you know, you're not jealous of what other people have. And so, cause if you see someone like, obviously there's been jobs I've wanted where other people have gotten them, but you're supposed to kind of train your brain to be like, wow, if that person can have it, so can I. Amen. And then that's yeah. just how I look at things. And it's like, there's room for us yeah. all. And yeah, who, and- I mean, look, who knows what that person I've I've certainly seen many people over the years that have had these high positions that I've wanted and then seen them fall from grace, or I've seen them have horrible like things happen, like mm. health things or whatnot. So who I mean, I just believe God has my back, the universe has my mm-hmm. back. I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. That's and all when I can you live this know. way, Courtney, because I, I mentor a lot of women, and when they get inferior complex or when they get jealous, I always explain to them, like, that is such a low vibration. Mm-hmm. Like when you have that in your heart, and I I ask God to like get rid of it yeah. because we're all uniquely and wonderfully created. And it's like, I will never be Courtney and she will never be me. And when you have that understanding, you can actually feel your energy and the resonance like it goes higher and higher and higher. And then you become a magnet, like a real magnet, because you know who you are and you're self-assured. Right. It's so special. That is so, that is such a good it factor. And the, the four agreements, that book yeah. is oh, so dope. Don, Not yeah. to take anything personally, mm-hmm. not to make assumptions. Which I'm sure in your career, I mean, my gosh, you've really had to learn this. Oh, yeah. Like to not take things personally. Yes, yes. Like you get the text from your boss, come, come see me. And your, your brain goes yeah. to a million different places. Like, oh my God, what am I in trouble for? What about you like these stories? And they're just lies you're telling yourself. Yeah. And worrying is just praying for what you don't want. Oh, girl. What about like, what would be a great tip, you know, for people, you know, whether they're on social media, trying to brand mm-hmm. themselves or on camera, what would be a good tip for like on camera? I was going to say just a tip in general, if you are on camera, 
don't let the haters get to you. Just yeah. No, not everybody is going to like you. And that's okay. Do you read the comments? We're only focused on our stories. And if you don't fit into my story, then like I, I might react to you based on what's going on in my story. So really, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Do you read the comments? Um, I do read the comments. And, and for the most part, my... My people are are great, but I'll yeah. get I'll get people like that hit find me a viewers or something. I mean, I yeah. definitely I feel like have mellowed out over the years too, and mm-hmm. so much is changing. Like, who's even watching television anymore? It's all yeah. online now. It's so much is online, but yeah. I, I I think that I have to do some boundaries. Like, for example, I follow the um, New York Post on Instagram, and I love their headlines, but. I really do not like the people that comment on there and I just get sucked into it and I realize I'm wasting so much time. So much time. Some, I, sometimes like reading comments, like I was really bummed that Britney Spears took her comments off. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, just, that's a low vibration, me looking at people making fun totally. of her. Like, so she's saved us all time by t- removing her comments. Yes. Yeah. And I wish her the best too, Britt. Yeah. We're rooting for you. We, we are rooting for <laughs> Not you. Not sure what's going on. But... I know. I know. Uh, when did you meet your husband? We met a, at an AA meeting and I was speaking and he came up and said hi. And then like another a mutual friend kind of followed up to connect us. But it's it's been so great because look, I I dated for four years in LA before meeting him okay. after my divorce. Yeah, and that was a huge challenge. <laughs> uh, I thought like, well, it was some people like don't want to date you because you have kids, and again, you mm. can't take that personally, even right. though they knew that going into it. Yeah, or some people will pretend that they don't have an issue with drinking and and kind of lie about that. And then the long, you know, as things go on, you're like, oh, that was just what you told me. And I I can't be with an alcoholic or a cocaine user. I I just can't. That's that, that, that part of my life has, has the the page has turned. You would date people and they were, and you would find out they had issues. Yeah. They'd all be like, oh, I'm not a big drinker. And then you go to their house and there's a huge bar or they don't drink like the first couple of dates and then they're like wasted. I never thought about this. And I don't judge anyone else does. I don't care. Like I'm here to help if need be, but it's not like, again, it's, it's the people with the problems that think you're judging them. Right. Right. So then you guys meet at this meeting and then when did you like know like I'm into this guy? Well, everything was just so easy. Yeah. It was just so great. And and I am not an argumentative person. I don't like confrontation. Neither does he. We meditate together. We'll oh. all like make him journal with oh. me. He is very, uh, very evolved. He His therapist, is that's who I see now because he's a big therapy person. And and I think, I think like when you're not feeling well about something, like I want to fix it. Mm-hmm. So I want to do what I can, do the research to make it better. And yeah. that's what I think has been so cr- – frustrating about having a six-year chronic pain issue is that I really have tried everything and I continue to try things. And I just have to like keep surrendering, keep surrendering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I woke up today. Glad for that. Mm-hmm. I can't kill myself because I have two kids and people who love me. And yeah. 
I actually like life and still want to experience it. Yeah. So, so day by day, day like, by trust day. Trust me, there's been times like I've just, I've been like crying on the floor for days and I'm just, you know, I have so ice sorry. headband on and just in the worst migraine of your life and wanting to drive into a tree. And that's when I turn on Caleb. Yes. You to Caleb Christian I, Radio, Positive yes. Encouraging Caleb. So we were connecting over this because I was sharing with her like the worship time is it's it's everything and again talk about high frequency that's high frequency music and yes. it totally it is so important like I, everyone has their ways the meditation praying i do it all plus right. Mix praise it. yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I think for for driving around la because i'm in the car so much it for, for i have kind of like a routine i start off with listening to KNX radio to get the headlines as I'm driving in. Yeah. So I know what's going on for the day if I haven't already watched TV. And then I switch to get some positive, encouraging Kayla. Yeah, she's some, got to. Some Jesus songs. She's some Jesus. That's so good. Oh my gosh. I want to, I want to touch a little bit on, on your relationship again. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so when did you get married? Or how long have we you got been? married during COVID 10, 10, 2020. Okay. Had a ceremony with 20 people on the roof of my house because we were supposed to do it in Italy, but obviously that did not happen. And we had 250 people on Zoom. We had like a, it was like I was getting married on The Bachelor. <gasps> there was a TV crew up there with us and people got to watch on Zoom, which I highly recommend for everyone because then anyone can be there. This is so cool. <laughs> I literally just got back from Italy like five days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And we were in Lake Como and we were going, okay, why don't we just like get married here? But otherwise we want to do something super intimate, but that is so cool. And can you share with what your spouse does? What do you... Oh, he is a screenwriter. So yeah. he has a couple shows and one of them, he created Winning Time on HBO so cool. about the Lakers in the 80s. So I'm really proud of him and he's just he's just a great great guy it's like the guy that everyone says you deserve and then you go through like 50 bad ones and, uh -huh. then, you, and then you finally find your person uh. it's it's just so great and look my ex-husband we were together for 12 years and i'm glad that he is still in my life and yeah. our purpose was to make cash and cameron our kids and i yeah. still i still am friends with his mom and yeah. his aunt and we all hang out at all of the birthdays and holidays and so beautiful you know, i mean that's the thing like I, i'm i don't like to have any resentment Same. like i'm gonna i'm gonna fix it i don't want any bad juju anywhere i go yeah like i oh. need to i need to rectify the situation oh. if there is anything bad and i'll also like i own my part i try to keep my side of the street clean too so if there is a you know negative interaction that is my fault i will immediately be like oh my gosh i'm sorry like I, i'm taking that out i'm going through some stuff mm. but I, I mean thankfully like because I meditate, I keep going back to that. I, I really am just like very easy and this and is so beautiful and down to. I was born on Earth Day, so I think that's why I'm so down to earth. <laughs> it's so this is so cool, and it, you know, a lot of people ask me a lot about relationships, and I deeply resonate with what you're saying. Like seriously, I minus the kids part. It's like. I'm friends with my ex. I share even a business with him. We're good. He texted me this morning. And, but my relationship I have now, it's so peaceful. It's so evolved. Mm -hmm. Iron sharpens iron. We're always, we're just making each other better. It's easy street. And it's like, it can be that good people. It can, it can. be 
where it's like so cool. I just imagine you guys, cause you both like are so worldly or, you know, you're both in the entertainment world. I just imagine what your, what your house is like. And it's a mess. It's a mess. I always say if either of us was an OCD clean freak, the relationship would not work. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I, I, I make it a good home and I'm like creative. I like to do decorating stuff mm -hmm. and Zen bo boho vibes, but there's lots of piles around the house. Yeah. We'll clean it up if you're coming over, but <laughs> I it, on day to day and it, oh my gosh, don't get me started on the cars. It's like a trash can. It's the there. life of an entrepreneur. And when you're building something, when you're on the go all the time, it's like, that's just kind of the life. It's like either it's super clean or not clean. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, what does it matter? I mean, I feel like all like the untethered soul. That's another good book. Oh, such a good. What book. does anything mean yeah. after you read that book? I it, know nothing means anything. It's mm -hmm. like we're just like this is just a one little moment in, yeah. in time with like millions of people having moments yeah. in time. That's yeah. over. <laughs> What's your biggest tip for finding peace and living in it? Oh, well, again, meditation. Meditate. Yeah. And so, I do a body scan. So I set my phone timer for 20 minutes. I like to have a little project because otherwise, yeah, my brain will go all over the place, but that's what happens. So I start like with my toes and I literally go up through every single body part and I thank it for working. I thank it for it not having cancer. I thank it for doing what it's supposed to do. Like, yeah. And then I usually fall asleep and that's great. If you fall asleep during meditation and get like that high feeling. Yeah. When I meditate with other people, I, I feel like, ooh, like yeah. floating uh, coming out. Cause I'll, some of the girls at work, um, my co-anchors, if we're, um, like have a break between shows, we'll go into the green room closet and do a quick meditation. And we always walk out of there like floating. Oh. Like, All right, let's go do the news. This is so good. That's such a good tip. And I, I was listening to you somewhere. I can't remember where, but you were sharing like you love to go to the spa, like, you know, oh, yeah, the, rest, the, the Korean spa. Oh, oh, girl, the Korean spa. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. But I'm not bougie. Like yeah. I don't like I don't like to go to high end places. Me either. And Some even of the with traveling, I don't like the high end stuff because I want to just like do it on the cheap. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and place, yeah. of course. No, I nice no, I completely agree. We go to a hole in the wall place and like get our feet done and all that stuff, and that's what it's what it's all about. The scrub so, and the massage. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, uh, it's funny how I used to like to go to the bar on a Friday night, and now like, hey, if I can go to the yeah the spa and yeah, or be on the beach in a hammock yeah. reading a book, they say you're. I mean, I was told your definition definition of fun changes, and because definitely in the first few years, I thought like I'm never gonna have fun again. This yeah. sucks, and yeah, yeah, you just get just gets more normal. And there's never a time I want to drink at all ever. Yeah, I, I know certain situations I can't put myself into. Like I'm not going to sign up to go on a yacht for a 12 hour booze cruise, like right. where I can't get off the mm -hmm. boat. Like that's, not, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to go on a girl's weekend with like a bunch of drunk girls. Yeah. It's awareness. It's absolute awareness. It's like if, oh my gosh, I, I, you know, it's, it's like if you have an eating disorder, I was speaking with someone who had recovering from eating and I'm like, you, you don't have Oreos and trigger foods in the house. Yeah. Like, it's like, just, you have to be so aware to right. not put yourself in those situations. And that's about self-awareness, getting to know yourself. <laughs> and then it's going to be so much easier to make those decisions. I wish I could be sober from Oreos. Yeah. 
that's my that's my weakness and the mcflurry the oreo mcflurry that's like number one cheat oh that's a good cheat but i gotta one. just yeah. stay away oh my gosh <laughs> well thank you for your time this was and so lovely talking I with you i i since we've never met before today i just i feel such good vibes i'm like can we be friends yes we can <laughs> we we absolutely can be friends okay and i again i want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing and how you're putting yourself out there and you're really serving other people in a big way. And I admire that so much because it takes courage when you've gone to the dark side, when you've made mistakes to be so vulnerable, to be like, Mm -hmm. I was on this, I did this, (laughs) I did that. And it's like, God rewards you for that. And I'm just so proud of you. And I want everybody to follow you. So pimp yourself out. Where can people follow you? Where can they could find you? I'm primarily on Instagram. Yeah. That's where I'm the most active at Courtney Friel. But uh, my book is on Audible as well. It's not even that long. It's like a three hour. Oh, lesson. we can do this. It's three hours. Oh, yeah. It's to- okay. And, and most people who read that, they they read it in like two to three hours in one sitting because yeah. it's juicy and I'm very conversational and drop the, some, some F-bombs and, mm. you know, you're about threesomes and things like that. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. I'll we didn't be, even get I'll, into that on here okay get the book if you want to hear about all this okay (laughs) thank you girl i appreciate you. you so much emily yes